Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Good morning, uh, good afternoon, good ladies afternoon. and gentlemen. Hello. Chief. How are you doing? Awesome. It was morning. Yeah. The lady's back. I'm back. Wow. The lady's back. She decided to grace us with her presence. Oh, look. It's special. <laughs> well, she's, she's got the right to one mistakes. After this, it'll be a lunch can of mistakes. And, uh, are you letting her off? I was just asking whether they liked nuggets or cheeseburger Happy Meals, <laughs> that's all. So I can get it right. It's not letting her off. We, we didn't really You've set the date. You soft. It's only been every second, every second week for the last Favourite two time. years. Coming back to your yeah. cheeseburger and nuggets, <laughs> look at the size of us. Does it look like we're fussy? <laughs> Seriously. How are you boys going? How yeah, are you? awesome, man. Yeah? Awesome. All right, so let's have a look. Uh, what, what have we got? What, which one are we starting with the, today? Yours. Oh, we're starting with mine. Yeah. Okay. That's the order of it. You've got to tell people what it is. Oh, you've already opened it for I know me. you haven't been here often. That's right. I'm still the new kid on the block. Mm-hmm. It's a New Zealand wine. It's a Pinot Gris. It's a cute bottle, and that's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> you, back, you pick your horses the same way. I do. You? I pick it off the label. If I like the label, I give it a, a go. But it was a New Zealand wine, and that's what um, attracted me to it. Cool. What year is it? 2020. Okay, well, let's have a look. COVID, a COVID wine. wine. COVID, COVID wine. So what do you think about um, this month's Stoics? I liked it. Pragmatic. What does pragmatic mean? <laughs> That's a question that uh, we're going to explore. <laughs> this, uh, no, He's pragmatic is when you decide whether something is right or not by looking at its practical application. So, it's a good one. When you're looking at a philosophy, for example, and see whether it is it is working, you look at its applications. Then you, <coughs> if it works, you go, oh well, I now believe in it, and I think that that's what makes something pragmatic. Okay. Okay. So someone basing decisions off emotion versus facts, facts and figures and yes, also versus theories. Yeah, right. So, so you can say certain thing in theory, and and a pragmatic would always say, "No, nah, I don't want to see it that way. Let me try it first. If it works, then I believe it." Yeah, and that's the approach. Mm. Cheers, cheers, guys. Cheers, Salute. lady. Cheers. Make me hanging. Oh, <coughs> <laughs> oh you guys made me. <laughs> it's nice. Actually, what? It's been a while since <laughs> we've gone back to something what a bit that? fruity, you know? Yeah, a bit We've we never done fruity. I was going to bring There's Moscato, but I was <laughs> picking my audience thinking oh my they're not going to like Moscato. Oh, I'll, get, I'll get a Moscato enemy. <laughs> You'll drink it. anything. You bought me out non alcoholic <laughs> stuff, mate. Oh, that was a most That's very close. I know that you drink anything, Cam. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not concerned about that. <laughs> we ain't going to detail. Right. Uh, so I'm glad I read the right mm. month because when you said on the phone the other day, September's a good month, I'm like. I was trying oh, to throw you. Yeah. I, I didn't know if you got. If you I've missed a month. I'm like. Oh, no. <laughs> so August, the month of pragmatism, yeah? Yeah. Anyway, so what did we go get? Uh, let's say, let's talk about the first five days. Oh, well, I thought day one was a pretty good one, a pretty relevant one to most people. Okay. Um, stop waiting for perfection, basically, is what it, it talks about. And too many people, 
when they're looking at opportunities or thinking they want to do something or, or not do something, use the excuse that everything's not right, the, the conditions aren't absolutely perfect, the weather's just a little bit off, so they're, they're not going to do something. And, and day one talks about forgetting about that because the time's never going to be right. You've just got to sort of take things as they are and get into it. I think it's a good lesson for everybody. Yeah. We all know people who say, I'll, I'll do it when, I'll do it when, I'll do it if, instead of just doing it. But e- even the ones that really are hiding behind the, I want to understand it before I do it, yeah. right? I, I want to know exactly how it works. I, I don't want to do the wrong thing mm. or I don't want to make a mistake. Even those are w- probably waiting for the never-never. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, well, it's an excuse. Yep. And, but generally, it's probably perfectionism or fear with wearing the mask of perfectionism, I'd, I would suggest. People are afraid, so they'll find the excuse to not do it. If you're waiting for all green lights, you'll never leave the driveway. That's nice, isn't it? Oh, you like that one? Oh, are you? Uh, it's that fruity Were you waiting one. to use that It's line? funny you say no, about that. I just that thought of that now. It's <laughs> saying that I've had, but it's, I just thought of that one now. I mean, the Chris is the only guy that's got uh, green lights in his driveway. <laughs> And wine in his garage. (laughs) 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 It means I can drink drive. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny the understanding thing though because I've been using the same excuse not to invest in Bitcoin. I don't have a clue what cryptocurrency is. I don't understand a thing of it. And this guy keeps badgering me to get in. I said, mate, until you can explain it to me, I I, I won't do it. But it goes across all facets of life, but I'm pretty sure day one's not saying invest in Bitcoin, though, even I if you don't understand it. I didn't see the word it. Bitcoin in there. <laughs> oh, Marcos Aurelius, he had heaps of Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was, like, the first, like, purchaser of Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, but, I, yeah, so it goes across. It doesn't mean jump into everything. I'm, I'm, it's saying don't look for perfectionism and take risks, I guess, or what you perceive as risk, but uh, it, it doesn't say jump into absolutely everything that you don't quite get. Yeah. It's yep. different levels too. Like some people's level of risk is very different to other people's level of risk and what they're prepared to do or not do. And like for someone like who can be a perfectionist or wants to be a perfectionist, it is hard sometimes because you think, well, if I can't do this, great. I don't want to do it. But that's often where you find the gold is where you jump into something and you just roll with it from... You make, you make of it what you do and... That's where the, the gold mm. comes from. Yeah. I like that. That's good. That's deep, Meg. What's going on? She's a perfectionist, but she's yeah. failed over <laughs> and over and over again. A few times. All right, what else have we got? Uh, anybody's got uh, I a good two page? I like three. day three. I like yeah. day three. Day three, I have. Oh, I love day three. Day three, I have. Day two, I didn't mind. Day two sort of rung home because of the things that have happened in the last few years. I mean, a lot of people took COVID, for example, as an excuse not to do stuff instead of using that time to learn something new or reinvent themselves. And um, I go back to when I got sick a few years ago and spent that sort of six or seven weeks lying in bed. I used that time to study everything there was to study about right. social media. The, the lesson in day two is there's absolutely nothing that can stop you from learning. So no matter how bad things get, and it uses the example of Theodore Roosevelt who the day that he was told that he'd be wheelchair-bound for the rest of his life, his quote was, well, I can work that way too. Life doesn't have to stop just because something's mm. changed. And it's just sometimes replacing one word. Like people say, oh, I have to do this or I have to do that. But if you replace that with I get to do this or I get to do that, it puts a different perspective on it. Mm. Um, like there was a, something I read about a guy in a wheelchair and he said, you know, 
people could say, oh, you know, you poor thing, you're stuck in a wheelchair. And he said, yeah, but if I didn't have that wheelchair, I couldn't get around. So I, I don't have to be in a wheelchair. I get to be in a wheelchair. And because I get to be in that wheelchair, like I actually get to, yeah, how good to, is good that? to do stuff. Well, that's right. How good <laughs> is lucky. that? <coughs> but, mm. you know, without that, it's just perspective. Yeah. I love the last line of August 3rd, which is the place to do your work, to live the good life, comma, is here. Mm. And, and, and that reminded me straight away to think of, to stop thinking of things like, if I have this, if only I could have that, then I'll be happy. Mm. You know, I, I think we, we can be without all of that and we're going to have to start. Absolutely. Happiness is not a destination. Yeah. Yeah. Anything very else? No, I had the same thing. I'd read the last paragraph of that page mate it's very 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 fourth, powerful mm. fourth i picked as well yeah look inwards to improve yourself rather than blame and walk to the beat of your own drum don't always and I, we've had this conversation before about wanting things for you know what the society is telling we should we want uh, if we're happy with an old 50 year old car which is probably a classic but you understand when we, be happy don't walk to the beat of someone else's drum live your own life and if something happens look why it happened? Why, why did that thing truly happen? And learn from it. And don't always point fingers. Look inwardly and say, how can I avoid that next time? And I think that's a big lesson from that one. Okay, I think he's going to be talking a little bit more throughout the month of August. So, so we'll, we'll talk yeah, a yeah. little bit more after this. Okay, so w- what about between August 6 and 10? Anyone's got anything to share? I've got seven. Yeah? I all thought right. seven was a really good one for all a table full of real estate agents, to be honest, because it talks about not letting your environment define what your principles are rather than having your principles and your values and sticking to them no matter what. And it talks about Abraham Lincoln and how we revere him but sort of leave out in a lot of our conversations that he was actually a politician because all of the traits that he had that everyone wants to espouse to aren't normally what you see in a politician. And I think it it struck me as something worth talking about because we're real estate agents and we've got the third worst reputation on the planet for doing the wrong thing by people and it's very very uh, we see it in everyday life and we see it out there in other in other networks and other franchises the the lure of bending the rules or doing something slightly unethical for your own personal gain is so great that a lot of people can't resist it and i think it's something that we um as a network and in, in our core values do very very well is, yeah. st- is stick to being a good human no matter the situation and no matter your job title and uh, I thought so much so that the people who leave our network still call themselves by yeah. our name and the name of the new network <laughs> for a little while right while <laughs> <laughs> making threats the whole way but we're not going to get into it mate we're not, we're not going to talk about that but I thought it was a good lesson just because you're a real estate agent doesn't mean you have to be a bastard and just because I wish the politicians would read day seven because just because you're a politician doesn't mean you have to be a grub. And, and yeah, unfortunately, we see it. Yeah. Too many of them are. I like August the 8th because quite often people want to do things, but they also want other people to ha- make things favourable to them. And, and I like that 8th because it says it doesn't matter where people are at. You, you just do your bit. Don't wait for everyone to join in Kumbaya before you start giving your 100%. And that's important. The, the, the key for me is whether you one or a thousand, just start that journey. I think it touches sort of on the, the one percenters, like just do what you can now. 
like to put your touch on where yep. whatever it is that you're wanting to do or you're wanting to start, just start from wherever it is now and it ties well, itself that. in with day one, which exactly is not waiting for yeah. the right moment because the right moment's never quite right. Ready, fire, aim. Yep. What about August 9th? Anyone's got anything out of that? Don't see things worse than they are. See them better than they are or better than they are, just as they are. Take things for face value. Don't read into it. Don't loop it in your head. Just take the facts. Don't react. Take a moment. You know, digest it. And if there's a situation, don't start imagining scenarios being worse than they already are. Right. Okay. And here's the one where I struggle the most with because I'm thinking that's easier said than done. To Absolutely. stop at the surface, because he even has that line, you know, of Nietzsche, stop at the surface. But, mate, when it's very personal, how the hell do you stop at the surface? It comes back to what we were talking about the other week, sometimes taking yourself up above and looking at it from a different point of view. Like, try to remove the emotion a little bit out of the situation, which is, it can be very difficult. But what you often find is that how you see things is swayed based on what's happening with you at any point in time so you could be in a really good mood and something could happen Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't even it would maybe bother you a little bit but you go oh well but you could be in a bad mood about something and then it is amplified because of the mood that you were already in so i want to explore a little bit until you let it hurt you i want to explore a little bit then i'm usually in a good mood when i'm i've had a few drinks so should i have a few drinks all day long Absolutely. Absolutely. So that I can look <laughs> at the world. And, I mean, no, I seriously. like your thinking, man. Seriously. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think you have to be able to do it without substance, That's maybe. Right. Of course. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean like to do with drinking or anything like that. I think it's just, you know what it's like. If you're in a positive headspace, then you look at things differently. You could look at a rainy day and think, oh, God, it's, it's shit today. It's raining. It took me X amount of time to get down the freeway. Yep. Whatever it is, got wet hair. Or you could go, wow, it's raining. Like, we haven't had rain in ages. That's awesome. Look, as adults, we're conditioned to take things personally from the time we're born and we're we're taught these sort of reactions. And I think to be truly non-reactive to, you know, August 9th and just stick to the facts, it takes a lot of practice, a long time, and a long time of catching yourself and stopping and really taking just a few seconds to respond to something one of the keys of negotiations in silence, right? Just to use that silence to think and just calm yourself down. But when it is personal, it's hard. Mm. But I think it's like like a muscle. It needs to be built up over I time. I think the point of the page is that nothing is personal until you make it personal, right? right? So Absolutely. just because TL calls me fat, like you did just before we got on air... You're not fat, you're round. I, got, I can choose to make that a personal attack or I can choose to make it a joke or I can choose... And what they're saying is there, just stick with the... It says just stick with the, the facts, which is he said I was fat. That there's no other... There's nothing else to it until I put something on it. And then it's bloody hard because you hear, and we're hearing it at the moment with, with everything that's going on. He said this and they said that and they're going to do this. We could attach all sorts of things to it if we choose or it could just stay in the basket of yeah, that, it is that's a what they said. Yeah. You know what I tell you? you? You said a few podcasts ago about a book that really affected you was The Four Agreements. Yes. Right? So I actually went out and started listening to it. I actually had to listen to it a second time. I got probably halfway through. I've gone, you know what, I haven't actually grasped the concept of the first half, so I've listened to it again. And that really brings home a part of The Four Agreements. They say, whatever happens to you is not personal. That's the other person's law. It's the other person's rules that they're living by. You don't have to live by their rules. If you do, you respond to what they're doing. What's well, agreement number two is don't take it personal. Right. Yeah. Um, which... 
is goes hand in hand with that. And I've for pragmatism, I've put that throughout this month quite often. Is that it's quite a good book, the four agreements. I haven't got through it all, but yeah. It is a hundred pages, mate, so it should take I'm you. listening to it, so <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What about uh, August eleventh to fifteen? Twelfth. It's easy to talk the talk, but do real leaders walk the walk? Um, that's what I got. Make your words your own. So it's all good to say something, but do you live by that as well? Number one. Which leads into the next page, really. It talks in there too about, I believe, I didn't make notes on it, but how the Stoics got criticised for being very repetitious and using other people's words. But it's funny because in this book and in this month and in every month there's been a lot of repetition, a lot of repetition of ideas with slight nuances to each one. There is a saying, there is no original thought. I mean, it's all been thought about before and so forth, so... Yeah, but the, the I think that Seneca actually uh, said it on August the 12th that really it's okay to borrow stuff. Yep. As long as you live that, if you're living it, it's not it, it's yeah. for you, right. right? It's not a matter of borrowing. So that's why uh, the, the Stoics really don't care. They don't care about authorship. It, it's not about the ownership of an idea because it does, you don't own it. If the other person actually lived long enough through the same experience then uh, as you, they probably would come up with the same kind of lines. So it's about the deduction from experience, not nothing else. Well, anyone can take an idea or a line or anything and put their own twist on it. Absolutely. I'm not back till 18, so is anyone in before 18? No, I, I, I uh, liked August 13, which is you need to think and not feel, and, and that is sometimes going against me or against my way a lot. Maybe because uh, throughout my upbringing, not feeling actually saved me a lot because feeling gave me a lot of pain, and therefore I, I do think, but then as I got married and, and, and Vernick's been helping me, I, I really learned to feel more. And so when you <laughs> reread something like this here now where it says, Think, don't feel, you know. Letting our reason rule the day might seem like more work, but it saves us quite a, a little bit of trouble. I think it's a balance kind of thing. You know, there are times when you feel has to be there, and, and maybe this is where I leave the Stoics' way. That is too much in the way of reasoning every little things, and maybe the, in, in, in that way the Stoics are killing the, the, the beauty that emotions and feelings can bring to life because we're not robots we're not beings right. that are only using the neocortex we, we feel with our heart and, and that's a page 13 that really gave me a, a bit of trouble is it like a bit of a battle between iq and eq yeah and i don't think that one is better than uh, the other it's, there are times when eq can give you so much more information i mean you explained to me how a mother sometimes would know and have that gut feel that something just happened to her son 20,000 k's away. And no amount of reasoning or thinking can ever do that. Absolutely. So why do you, I mean, how do you explain that in the midst of the worst thing, someone might just have an intuition of something that no reasoning can actually get you there? I mean, Albert Einstein came up with E equal MC square, and it took 50 years before we could really demonstrate that he was right. He was right, yeah. And how do you do that? How do you reconcile that? And I think in that way, uh, to me, the Stoics lost a little bit of what it is to be truly a human being. But that's me. Well, it's denying your, your evolution, your, the way we were built. We, yeah. have those, we have those feelings for a reason. Yeah. 
know, they, they talk about reason. There's a reason we have those feelings. So it is where they fall down a little bit in trying to be an absolute stoic. It's impossible because we have feelings. Yeah, it is possible because there's been a few, <laughs> but I'm not one of them. All right, what else is there? I've got 18. Okay, tell us. It was more for a laugh than anything because it's titled Only Fools Rush In <laughs> and it talks about not running into any situation just because and um, making bets <laughs> and <laughs> picking battles where you're clearly outgunned and outmuscled and you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. <laughs> and uh, to me, I, 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 I think that's a bit boring, to be honest, and a, <laughs> a shit way of living life because... You're where's, not feeling where's it, the, are you, Ken? Oh, where's the fun in that, mate? Like... I got no issues making a bet with something over some over someone stupid or you know, <laughs> challenge, know. challenging someone to something where I'm clearly know I'm not going to win because you know it's a bit of fun makes for a good story. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I know it's taking a much more serious uh, thing to it, and it, it talks about choosing your battles for being the smarter. And I wish, mate, I wish, but you know, you guys know me, and as soon as there's a battle to be fought or a competition to be won, regardless <laughs> of the consequences, <laughs> on the competitive I'm jumping in, and it probably has the, the pages right. It has probably cost a lot more heartache and bad consequences than need to be done, so the smart play would be to choose your battles more wisely, but I haven't got that... Mechanism yet. I haven't got that <laughs> switch in me, so <laughs> I'm lucky I might have people around me who do, but, um, yeah, no, no, I thought that was... I had the page prior to that and it was just the heading that grabs me the buck stops here and it related to some of the other stuff in the chapter but yep. no blaming like just coming out of COVID I think there was a uh, part during COVID where people got very deep and people got very connected and even though we were disconnected it was we were learning different ways to connect and coming out now the other side of it I'm seeing lots of blame and you know, entitlement and how come they've got this and how come they've got that, how come I don't have it and just taking ownership. Um, it comes back to that ownership piece of taking ownership of your actions and, and how you respond to things, not just flying off the handle or getting letting your emotions get too involved with it sometimes. It's just what feels right and what doesn't feel right, we've go just, with it. We've, just talk, we've talked about yeah. it at nauseam, which is why I didn't mark it on this week because I reckon every single podcast we've talked about just having a look in the mirror. If, if you're looking for someone to blame... Having a look in the mirror and still, and I think that's the reason it gets repeated so much in this book because it is so important but so rarely, rarely done. There's nothing, I talk to my guys about it, there's nothing more powerful than taking complete ownership of your actions because it means two things. Yes, you have to take ownership for the bad stuff but you also get to own all the good stuff. You know? Absolutely. There's too many people own the good stuff. Oh, I did this and I did that but as soon as something goes wrong, oh, that was someone else's fault. Mm. There's something extremely powerful about when something goes wrong and you beat yourself up a little bit and you've taken ownership and responsibility for it, when something goes right, you get to celebrate like it's 1999. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I try and live that way. You know, people see it as, um, you know, oh, you shouldn't carry on too much or brag too much or, or, or get too high on yourself when something goes right. But you know what? For all the shit that's gone wrong... King Oaf, when something goes right, I'm going to carry on about it because you've earned it by owning the bad stuff. I think very rarely, though, is it an I did this now these days. It's very much we. Mm. Like, if, if there's a something that to celebrate quite often, it's not just I've done it, I've done it, I've done it. It's we. We've yeah, done it, it is a we, but that's the thing. The people who don't, the people who blame everyone else for the bad stuff, they when they do do something do right, yeah, it's true. all I. They do I. Yeah. 
I did nothing wrong, but I've done all the good stuff. That's me, that's me, that's me. And, and the we comes in when it's bad. Happy to share Normally the... Normally it's you, though, when it's to, bad. Happy to share the trauma with everybody. The the bad stuff's a team event, but the winning, that's a me event. And that's I think on the simpler level, and it goes back to what we said a few pages ago about opinions, and it says, nothing but opinion is the cause of a troubled mind and uneasiness. Whether it's your opinion or someone else's opinion, it's still only opinion. Let's see it for what it is. Not worse than it is, or better than it is, what it is. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's exactly right. You don't always agree, but it doesn't mean you don't like the person. It just means you disagree on the opinion. You've got yours, I've got mine. And we said this during COVID, that everyone had different opinions and no one was allowed to have an opinion. Get over it. That's part of having a good discussion is people allowed to have different opinions. Right, right. Gee, August 19 was a tough one, huh? Because when when you read that the key to accomplishing the ability to uh, focus on philosophy is to walk away from luxuries and 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 dubai without all of these things that we want in our lives you know we we want the good things we want to drink a good bottle and and he he's saying you have to walk away from that i i don't know man man. i'm I'm, I'm, I'm now struggling we're here studying (laughs) philosophy and drinking a good bottle so the two things can be can be intertwined well they talk about a lot about not living to excess or, or but it's more a case of mindset i think i think the deeper meaning behind it all is you've, you've got to be happy with who you are before all the luxuries come in, and they talk about that at quite often as well. It's You don't have to get rid of everything to be able to live a philosophy, but you have to be happy with where you are, otherwise having everything else isn't going to work I for get you. that, but do you know that if you really study the Stoics, the true Stoics does without. Yeah. I mean, the those who live the Socratic life, they say you don't have to because in the Socratic life you have the Epicurist, where the Stoics are anti-Epicurist. The Epicurist says, I, I just want to enjoy every moment of life. The Stoics say, no, 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 don't worry about that. The pursuit of virtue is the only thing that you should look at. And, and, and this is where, to me, the Stoics, they take it so, so far Stoics away Stoics have never driven a Lexus through Galston Gorge. No, they me. wouldn't. <laughs> so they, for them, if, they a don't car, know what if, a, if a car gets up there, that's the car, yeah. you know? And, and I, I understand it. I, I think that there is a difference between going for the little things you want in life to versus that blind pursuit of more. Mm. And it's the blind pursuit of more. I, I have a nice house, but that's not enough. I want bigger. Mm. And in the pursuit of my bigger, this is the problem. I now deny uh, someone to have things. I, I now take away from someone else. I now change the rules of how my business works so that that more of mine keeps on going, you know? And, and I think that that's what they try to explain. Trying to stop the greed. Yeah. All right, what about 21 to 25? Anyone? 22. Yeah, 22. Okay, okay. Yeah. I liked the bottom paragraph, but it just started with, if you give um, things more time and energy than they deserve, then they're no longer lesser things. You've made them the important things and you're actually taking away from time that, and headspace that you could be spending on more important things. Yes, yeah. yeah. I want to pull it apart a little bit. I wrote it down too, but not necessarily to get inspired by. Try telling, I don't know, I'm going to be very general here so no one get offended, but try telling a 19-year-old that the fight they've just had with their girlfriend over... Not answering a phone call. Not answering a phone call or replying to a text message is a small thing. Now... To us. To us at the moment. So I've written here small things tend to come with experience. You don't know it's a small thing until you realise it's a small thing, but you only realise it's a small thing when something worse happens 
to sort of increase your your field of view on what is what is worth and what is not. So yeah, but hold very on, hard hold on, to hold teach. Hold on. Don't sweat the small things because what you consider small and what I consider small are very different things. And we've had those conversations where I'll ring you up all unhappy about something and you just laugh your ass off. <laughs> because but doesn't you, that put perspective on it though? Sometimes when someone does that, yeah, to it you? does. But that's what I'm. I'm not. It, it exactly, it does. But yeah. I'm saying what I'm what I'm getting at is sometimes. Well, I believe that as you travel through life, the things get smaller. You know. Yeah, what I but mean? It, not, no, it, not it's not necessarily that things get smaller. It's different perspective. Like to a 19 year old, you know, uh, not getting a phone call from their boyfriend or girlfriend is big, and and to them maybe walking around the house without turning off the lights is small. Where for that it's the opposite. Uh, so, so how can you not? Um, it's the not, small it's stuff. not as you grow, you change. It's mate. What's important to you? If you're paying the bills, it's important to turn off all the lights around the house, right? <laughs> but the 19 year old would say, "Dad, what's the big deal? It's just yeah. lights." So how do you teach? But you can't teach. Don't sweat the small stuff because there is no clear definition or cultural understanding or majority decision on what something small is. That's the no, point. No, it's uh, first of all, they they have to see what's small to them. And once they know it's what's more to them, then yes, do not sweat it. My wife has to vacuum three times a day. To me, small thing. To her, end of the world if it doesn't happen. Good well, luck getting those two. Three uh, times a day. Oh, mate, if it's been a... Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> but, but And I'm the worst bloke in the world for not giving a rat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, sit down, relax, watch a show for God's sake. Yeah, but I look at it differently. I go, she's probably trying to send you a message, you're a dirty man. <laughs> Yeah, you I don't so, care. So why do I? That's, that's a small thing to me. Stop molting, mate. That's a small thing to me. Walking in a leaf for the front yard doesn't rate on my radar of things to worry about. So, Fair enough. and then twenty three, um, twenty three. I thought was good only because of one of the rare times in the book where it actually gives you a tool. That you know, we we say don't sweat the small stuff, but that's not a tool you can actually go out and use where. 23 gives you a languaging tool that you can use with people that would probably save a whole lot of arguments and it's basically down the lines of instead of telling someone how they should live, explain to them why they should live in circum- certain circumstances. And I'd, you know, instead of telling someone, I think it uses the example, I don't know if it uses the example of drinking is bad or instead of telling someone that's don't do that, that's bad, explaining to them why... In certain situations. So maybe if someone explained to me why it was important that the house got back in three times a day, I'd be more inclined to... It makes uh, your wife happy. Instead of getting told the house has to be cleaned three times a day. <laughs> but I thought it was good because it actually gave a tool someone could potentially use to save a lot of uh, discussions. Yeah. Maybe you should ask her why. Then you'll no, understand. I'm, I'm using my wife, which is <laughs> going to get me in trouble. But take it into the workplace, right? Why do we have to do 150 calls a day? Instead of do your 150, you didn't do your 150. If you don't do your 150, you're gone. Yeah. Here's why we do 150. It's talking about getting more buy-in through the language it, that we ex- use. Well, yeah, tell it. it is. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That was it. I like 24. Pillage from all sources. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a bad Frank, because you work in Bankstown. I'll, <laughs> never, I'll never be ashamed to quote a bad writer with a good saying. And I've written down here, don't let a belief about something stop you from learning from it. So if you've got a negative belief about a politician or a, another business or whatever, but they, they've done something good or they represent something well or they're achieving something you want to achieve, don't stop yourself learning from that person or company or whatever it may be 
simply because of the fact that your opinion of them is not where you believe it should be, where they should be. So I really like that. Yeah, I actually re- read it differently. I read it as, you know, there's a lesson in everything you look at. But I, it's not about pillage. It's, I think that, to me, the usage of the word pillage is look at it intently, look for lessons everywhere, yeah. you know, rather than just sit there and enjoy the moment, look for it. I mean, I just finished a, a podcast with Phil Harris in South Australia. He's, he is number one. And I, I think he's very big everywhere else. He's, he's got 180 people working for him, right? And I was only interested in one thing. He's been in real estate 20 years, and I wanted to know why is it he still has a passion today, 20 years after he started. And it was as if I was looking into the mirror, not that I'm as good as him, but the philosophy was the same. And he said, you know, Thomas, I've got a passion for people. I just want to see the best in them. And to me, it's a lesson. You, you look for that and, 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 and you, you ask enough questions, you will get it. Call it pillage? Yes. But you, you just have to do the work. Even to go out and pillage something, you have to work to get that. Yep. Right? So the lesson for me after that podcast was very simple. The people who last in real estate, the people who last in any field, are the people who find a passion way, way beyond money. And that started from day one, and they'll never die. That, that's the amazing thing, they'll never die. Okay, what about the last few days? Uh, 26th to 30th. 25, can I talk about 25? Because it touches on a conversation you and I had the other day, TL, about yeah. certain things. It talks about respecting the past, but not letting the past be your only reasoning for the future. And a lot of people... Use past experience. Oh, I've been doing this for twenty years, to not be open to new ideas and and to not progress and not see the bigger picture when it comes to expanding their businesses, their lives, or taking chances on different things. And I I thought it was people that are stuck in the past have a closed mind to to the potential of the future. You know, people who have been burned from twenty years ago who still hold on to everything as if it has to be theirs, or you know, in our game, people who are don't understand the fact that a sold sign breeds a sold sign regardless of whose sold sign it is. Mm. And you see a bit of that where people stuck in the old school haven't opened their eyes to the potential of the new world. And, um, yeah, I just because we had a conversation the other day, I thought 25 was fairly relevant. There was a line in there that talked about today's conservative ideas were once considered controversial, cutting-edge or innovative. Yeah. So things that we take for granted now that are just part of our everyday life, like using an iPhone or driving an automatic car or something so simple that we just consider the norm, was once something that was, like, mind-blowing. Understanding that there are going to be new ways of doing things and just because it did work 10 years ago doesn't mean it can't be improved because every year we see, you know, still one of Thomas's favourite analogies of Formula One, they bring a new update every six months and some work and some don't. Every six days. Yeah. (laughs) Some... Some work and some don't. Imagine if Formula One said, oh, you know, 20 years ago the car worked like this, so that's how we're keeping the cars. They wouldn't be doing real good today. It's, it, it's not even an older generation thing because I've seen some kids, you know, young young 20-year-olds, because they've been so heavily uh, influenced by their parents who are stuck in the past, they're stuck in the past and not open to new ideas and not open to new ways of doing things. So Yeah, but the past may become the future, man. I I'm, Sometimes I sat there and thinking of maybe... Of opening a holiday camp where there's no mobile phone, there's a landline, and sometimes you just go to your neighbor, knock on the door, and say, G'day, 
How are you? It's that old thing might be the new thing, maybe the in thing in the future, you know? <laughs> so it gives me an idea that, that, that what's being done today may, may, it may be obsolete tomorrow, but the day after, it may be the new thing. Does the 360. Go around in circles. I love 27. I don't know if anyone had... I had 26 just real quickly. It yes. was uh, seeking out shipwrecks, talking about in bad times, find the good. And I put down sometimes the best presents become poorly wrapped. We grow when we go through adversity. It's like a muscle. You tear the muscle when you're working it out. We grow through adversity. So I th don't be scared to do the hard stuff and have those hard conversations or do the hard things in life because that's where we find the better side of life. That's just what I got out of that. Mm. 27 was laugh about it. It says no matter what happens, try and choose laughter over crying. And I love it mm. because... You and him and I, TL and I have been doing that a bit to each other lately. <laughs> when I said before, whenever I ring him with something shit, he just laughs at it. And it does two things. One, it makes me want to punch him in the forehead. But <laughs> the other thing big is, one, big one. you get over it pretty quick. But I've had, a couple of, I've had a couple of instances lately where he's been on the other end of the phone. I've just been able to piss myself laughing at him. And it just brings, it makes the world a better place. Because you've only got two options when something goes bad or... Wrong. You can choose to cry, which isn't going to help anything, or you can choose to laugh. And I think you find when you do laugh at it, regardless of how serious it is, it actually puts you in a better mind frame to solve the problem. 100%. Because when you're crying about it, you're definitely not feeling solutions focused at all. So no one likes a whinger. Don't get upset if people hear me laugh down the other end of the phone when they've just told me their world's come to an end, but I think we need to do more of it. But sometimes I find too, you know, I mean, it's not the story thing. Sometimes I find too when especially you go through a lot of pressure. There's a lot of stress, things that keeps on piling and things that keep on coming at you with crap and people that you sometimes go, I, I can't believe that ever <laughs> would ever... <laughs> no, see it, yeah? See it laughing. And, and then you get things happening in your business too. I find that sometimes it is okay to just take the two minutes, have a good cry because... They say that your tears contain your toxins mm. and sometimes it's just good to just let it go and then release. go back because a lot yeah. of people don't have that release and they keep it bottle, bottle, bottle and then it's explosion. <sighs> so I, I, I find that sometimes uh, being a passionate person, I can go to tears very easily and I can laugh very easily. But I will never, uh, since Veronix really helped me with all this over the years, I'll never allow myself now to keep things bottled up and not get there. I, I'm obviously, I don't sit there every time that there's something bad and go to tears, but I know when there's a moment when the release valve has to be hit. It, it's so, so hard, and you can't tell anyone. Like you, you, Sometimes you get to a certain level where you can't tell anyone because they don't expect that from you, and they want you to be there to hold their hands. And so you have to find that release valve and go, let it go, two, three minutes, restart. Yeah. It's maybe not on the individual not to cry, but maybe it's on the people around them to laugh, to help you. Like it, Helping them see it Yeah, the last thing I want to come across is saying it's a bad idea to cry because you know, I'm, a, I'm a blubberer from way back. It doesn't take much to get me going. But to have someone else when they're on the other end of the phone or in the conversation who can find the humour in it and it, it turns it into a two-minute event, like Thomas is saying, instead of a two-day event, which yeah. is important. You're carrying that shit like luggage yeah. instead of releasing it. Yep. Anything else, people? Only 31, which is completely irrelevant to me because I've never been wrong in my life. Well, either, sorry, 29 before you get there. What yes, nothing I like 29. equals have everything. Mm. And again, that comes down to be happy now. Be happy with what you have. 
it's okay to want more, but be happy happy with what you have, and and appreciate it. If you can work out that you want for nothing, you already have everything. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? I think it's wonderful. And then yeah, just thirty one. Remember your own wrongs, which means you know don't be so quick to judge people or, or get upset at people or cut yeah, people off. That was a good one because of your new standards. Because there's a very good chance that not so long ago you weren't upholding those same standards, which you're judging other people by today and it's it's an important one for me because I still fall back into the trap of labelling people or, or forming my opinion of people of stuff that they've done that yeah. I would have just as easily done not so long ago myself. So Yeah, it, um, it's a theme um, that I've covered a little bit this week with the team but it comes back to the intentions versus actions thing. Like yeah. you always judge yourself on your intentions but you'll judge somebody else on their actions. Yeah. And when you yeah. actually sometimes get to show people the intention behind it or explain on a deeper level why like people judge things on on base level they don't see what's behind it they don't see what why we make sometimes the decisions that we have to make and it's it's the intention versus action thing it says in there that no one goes out of their way to do the wrong thing which i don't necessarily agree with generally not (laughs) and nobody goes out of their way to be incompetent no one wakes up every morning going i'm going to stuff this up as bad as i can and it's, um, you know, it was, a, it was a pertinent reminder because outside of work there's some stuff going on with some other people where I go, you, you're you just incompetent. You're incompetent bastards, but they're doing the best they can. And it's just reminding yourself they're of that. They're not trying to be No, they're not trying to. Yeah. yeah, I like it when he says, you know, you just have to remember you fail others too. Yeah. Right? So every single time that you're thinking, man, they just fail me, just, just keep, con- continue the line, <laughs> which is, inverted comma, you too fail others <laughs> mm. <Very laughs> because good. then it gives you perspective and you stop right mm. so i think that the pragmatism is is a tough one uh, to to live with uh, i think that this month of august while it was good in many ways it actually stirred me in, in different ways where i was thinking uh, i disagree with the stoics you know but again it's a philosophy i don't think that there are too many stoics on the planet uh, i think that if you are, were to look at them, they, the monks, the monks are probably the closest, uh, and and again, you, probably some. I don't know. Is it too simplistic to suggest that maybe it was easier for them to be completely of reason thought because they had less external influences trying to drag him in each and every direction? Like you'd love to see them stay completely stoic with. Facebook around and Instagram around. I think it's all relative, though. Because the pressure of television around, like yeah, a, yeah. I know they had pressures in their lives. I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong; they were all dying very young and all that sort of stuff. And small things are small things to some people. But I'd love to see Marcus Aurelius now trying to keep up and trying to keep a level head at all times and not using any feeling. It's relative to the time, though, because they they didn't have a portable device that they could carry with them to like gain a sense of positivity or motivation or you know it was back then it was it was quite a different time and the technology that we rely on sometimes to motivate ourselves or to help ourselves they didn't have they had to look for that in other ways and but maybe they didn't have the example you used before about the the mother knowing that the son 20,000 kilometers away has just gotten into trouble they wouldn't have had that then because their sons weren't 20,000 kilometers away no, but he might have been two kilometres away and that EQ was still there. But they're saying completely discount, that's what I mean. Did they have the external events going on that would... Because they seem like fairly reasonable characters and fairly intelligent, so you can't 
ignore, as you were saying before, you can't ignore EQ. It's a thing. They don't have. They didn't have the yeah. level of events and yeah, and so the intensity that we face. At would the they moment. would they have exactly the same philosophy now? It's, it's, I, I would hard. say that there are some individuals that that, were, that have that. Because uh, the author have, of the book, yeah. interestingly, the author of the book's been really triggered by the vaccine debate in America. Right? And he is, for someone who is espousing all this stuff, getting very, very emotional and very forthright in his opinions of other people from the right-hand side of politics who are questioning the vaccine, he's going to places where a follower of this book wouldn't go so well that's why he's had a bit of an issue when he came out and said what he said yeah but big is, <coughs> is he a stoic because he wrote the book or did he write the book no but he's espousing this stuff so he's a guy who sends out an email every day telling people these are the the values of the stoic and as long as you he's the one no, espousing right. the values of the stoic and he's having trouble doing it because everyone's piled on him for one of his opinions and rather than using reason to say that's just their opinion you look at his feeds he's going back at people and getting quite Okay. I saw him call someone yeah. more on the other day. I don't know. I, th I think that in, in, in many ways there's the difference difference between what people espouse to to what they live. A true Stoic behaves as a Stoic for himself, not for others. Does not expect others to be a Stoic. This, this is the thing about true Stoics. Like Marcus Aurelius probably was the true Stoic. And Marcus Aurelius, he just wanted to be a Stoic for himself. That's why he ask for his people to burn his meditation journals after his death, mm. which they, they didn't. Thank God they didn't. But he didn't want to write those journals for anybody else but for himself. And so a true Stoics would never get onto uh, uh, the internet and send an email for people to be like this. Mm. You have to look. What is the intention? Mm. A true Stoic only would want to read that damn email for himself in the morning and hope that he's going to go to bed tonight fulfilling that, that email that he's written to himself. Mm. And that, that is a hard thing. Yeah. You know, I, I think I only know of one Stoic. And I probably were to say mum is the only Stoic I know. Uh, I hope you guys really get to meet her soon. But the more I read this thing, and we're at the e end of it. We only have three months to go, three, four months to go before the end of this book. Yeah. Right? But the more I, I look into it and I read it, I'm going, man, the less I am Stoic. <laughs> Oh, well, it, it, it was a good month. Let's hope that next month's a little bit uh, more what do we got enjoying luxuries, what you know. Next month? <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the good wine and go with your Discipline gut. Discipline of will. Oh, dear. Discipline oh, of will. Go. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, huh? Oh. All right. Good, guys. Talk good soon. Good talking to you. Thanks, Chief. Bye.